What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome to episode 26 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. Unfortunately, Pops wasn't able to make it today, so you're just going to be hearing from me, which that's okay. There's still a lot of info to listen and learn from today. So first off, there is no WNBA games today, but there was some yesterday. So yesterday was the Atlanta Dream against the Minnesota Lynx. And the Dream won 78-75, which is, the the Dream don't really win very often, so that was kind of surprising. (laughs) And uh, next up, we had Poff's favorite team, the Sparks against the Wings, and the Sparks won 84-81, so another very close game. And in that game, Brittany Sykes for the Sparks, she scored 23 points, which is the second um, best score in the WNBA yesterday. So that she played a very great game. And lastly was the Phoenix Mercury versus the Washington Mystics. And the Mercury won 88-87. So three very close games. In the Mercury game, Diana Taurasi scored 34 points. Diana Taurasi was also wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey because yesterday was Kobe Bryant's birthday. So... Happy late birthday to, to him. Obviously, as most of you know, 8-24-20 today. National Kobe Bryant Day for 8 and 24 because those are the two numbers he wore. So it's a, it's a sad but happy day at the same exact time. Um, my whole family, we love Kobe. We wish he was still here along with Gigi and all seven of them. But... It, it's it's going to be an interesting but hard day as well. So let's get on to it for the WNBA since we're on that topic right now. The power rankings actually came out this morning. And as most of you know, this is ESPN's power rankings, not Pops and I's. So we'll give our thought. Well, I'll give my thoughts when I hear this because this is the first time I'm seeing it. So the number one ranking this week is the Las Vegas Aces. The record is 10-3, and and their previous ranking was number 2. I can see that. They're definitely improving. I think that saying, you know what, I actually agree with that. Number 2, we have the Los Angeles Sparks. They are 10-3, and and their previous ranking was 3. You know, I'm not too sure if I agree with that. Yes, I know they have won seven games in a row, which is the longest streak in the M- in the WNBA. Um, I know that they won yesterday against the Wings, but that was a close game, as well as the Atlanta game. Um, I'm pretty sure that was on Friday. So I'd, 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 I'd keep them at three. I think that two might be a little bit too high right now. The number three is the Seattle Storm. So they've won, they've lost two in a row, and their previous ranking was one. The record's 11 and three. Um, I know that they played Las Vegas and the Fever and lost to both of them. Um, I see them at number two. Like I said, the Sparks and Storms flip flop those spots. Number four, the Chicago Sky. They're 10 and four, and their previous ranking was five. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't have too much info on that one. The Minnesota Lynx at number five, nine and four. Their previous ranking was fourth. I agree with that one as well. (laughs) 
Number six, we have the Connecticut Sun, who are six and eight. I, I'm going to say the same thing as last week. I think that is way too high. I think they should definitely be like eight or ninth. I think six is pretty high for them. Number seven, the Phoenix Mercury. They are seven and seven, and their previous ranking was seven. All sevens. <laughs> Um, I agree with this one as well. I can see him being six, though. Number eight, the Indiana Fever. Their record is five and eight. Their previous ranking was nine, so they went up a spot. I see them being at nine, but they did beat the Seattle Storm, so I could see them being in the eighth spot. Number nine, the Dallas Wings. They are five and nine, and their previous ranking was eight. I could see them staying at eight and having the Fever back down at nine. So, basically the same spot. Number 10, Washington Mystics, who are 4 and 9. I agree with that one. And number 11, the Atlanta Dream, who are 3 and 11. And obviously, as most of you know, number 12, the New York Liberty. So, I, I think that there could be a couple changes in this one, but I agree with most of it. So, moving on to the NBA from yesterday. So we'll start off with this. Luka Doncic. He had that incredible game winner from the step back. Keep in mind, guys, he's only 21 years old. He's playing, this is his second year. He looks like Asia Wilson as if he was in, like, his 10th year in playing. (laughs) So, you know, he also dropped 43. And keep in mind, this is on Kristaps Porzingis not playing. He dropped out because of his knee. They were down 21 at the middle of the second quarter, and he wasn't even supposed to play because of his right sprain, uh, because of a sprained ankle. So he still dropped 43 and hit the game winner. He was not gonna lose that game. So congrats to Luca because he played amazing. Next up, we have um, Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray. So the Jazz won yesterday against the Nuggets. And Jamal Murray dropped 50 points, as well as Donovan Mitchell, who dropped 51. Towards the end there, Jamal Murray didn't make the type of play as if he was trying to win the game. He made the types of plays that he was trying to get to 50. And I know that he is somewhat known as a selfish player when it comes to that. If he's close to 40, then he's going to get to 40. So it looked like when they needed a three-pointer, he went for a layup. When they needed to push the ball down the court, he went and dribbled down the court and shot a three. So obviously, in my opinion, he was trying to get to 50. So we'll see. That was kind of interesting. Pops and I didn't. We thought that was very interesting at the end of the game. Donovan Mitchell, man, what a game. He played amazing. So... Congrats to to him and Jamal Murray. Both of them played great. And yesterday, Boston swept Philly. What was supposed to be a close series, uh, Philly got swept. So, 4-0. Boston's moving on. And the Tornado Raptors swept the Nets. And they won by, like, 25 points yesterday, too. So, I think... A couple of us expected that. I know I didn't. I thought the Nets were at least going to win one game. But, yep. And, um, as... (laughs) Okay. 
And as I already said this, Kobe Bryant Day, I know I've got stuff written down on my list to talk about because there's just so much going on. Um, so let's start off with the NBA today. Now moving on to today. The first game of the day, we have the Milwaukee Bucks against the Orlando Magic. The Bucks are leading 2-1, to one, so this will be interesting. They could go 3-1 and one here. Um, from the DraftKings side, I like somebody like Wesley Matthews. I know most of you don't even know who he is, but he's been starting for the Bucks. His salary today is 3600 which is pretty low for being a starter. And in the last game against Orlando, um, he had 25 minutes and 9 points and grabbed a couple boards and a few assists. So well-rounded player. He only needs to get to like 15 fantasy points in order for you to win. And in the last couple of games, he's been getting to 20. So in my opinion, he's the sleeper for the Bucks. I also like somebody like Kyle Korver. He's 3,400. He's a shooter, 18 minutes, 9 points. He got a couple assists. Obviously, he's a smaller player, so didn't grab um, a board. But when I say board, I mean rebounds, by the way. Um, but my main sleeper for the Bucks is Wesley Matthews. Giannis played a great game. He is 11,100 today. Um which he would have to get to like 60 fantasy points in order for you to win that. And with Giannis, he's gotten to 60 a couple times, but mainly only gets to 40. So in my opinion, that's too high of a salary, and I would not be taking him today. On the Magic side, I like DJ Augustin. He's 4,600. In this last game, he played 27 minutes, got 24 points. He's consistently getting to 20 um, points each game, and he, since he's 4,600, he only needs to get to around 25 fantasy points. So, I mean, in my opinion, that's a win-win right there, especially since he gets to about 25 points just a game, and that doesn't even count the assists, all those other stats. So, I like him. Another one that I thought was interesting is Gary Clark. He's 4,100. He got 35 minutes this last game. So I'm interested to see how many minutes he gets today. He has been getting around 25, 30 minutes a game. So we'll see. Definitely very interesting. In my opinion, the biggest two sleepers in this game, Wesley Matthews and DJ Augustine. So those are my sleepers for the Bucks Magic game. Moving on to the Rockets' Thunder. Man, what a game in this last one. So, obviously, Rockets lead 2-1, to one, and the Thunder won this last game 119-107. to 107. And keep in mind, this game went to overtime. Um, obviously, James Harden fouled out, which definitely caused the Thunder to go on that run. And, man... That was unbelievable what they did at the end. That shy Gildas Alexander Alexander shot, that was awesome. So moving on to today's DraftKings side, I like Daniel House Jr. He's 5,000, got 42 minutes last game, which means how well his cardio is. He got 15 points, and I'm pretty sure he got a double-double. I don't have his boards written down, but I know he got quite a few. So, I do like him when it comes to the DraftKings side. He's only got to get to 25 fantasy points. So, I like him. 
from the Thunder, Shy Gildas Alexander. I've been on him, and I'm still going to be on him. I like him. He's 7,400. You guys all know what he did in the last game. 48 minutes, 23 points, um, 5 assists, a couple boards. I mean, what a game for him. I like that. I like him again today. Another one that played very well was L. Dort. I cannot pronounce his first name, so I'm not even going to try because most of you would make fun of me for it. He's 4,000 today. You know, he actually went to ASU uh, going against his former teammate, James Harden. Um, he got 36 minutes, 9 points, 7 rebounds, and like 3 or 4 assists. That is a great stat for being 4,000 in DraftKings. So, I like him. In my opinion, he's the biggest sleeper in this game. So, in my opinion, take him in your fantasy, in your um, DraftKings lineup today. Let's flip the page. I know what's different today. I've got two games on one page. Definitely not the same. <laughs> By the way, these are all game fours. So... Next up, we have the Heat and the Packers. The Heat have a chance to sweep the Packers, as I call them the Packers, really the Pacers. And the Heat are leading 3-0. They've won each game by like 8 to 10 points. Um, I don't really know what to say about that because they've been playing very well. As much as I want to take the Packers because they played so well the last game, the Heat still just outperformed them. I mean, I'm going to have to go with the Heat for the sweep. That rhymes. <laughs> um, the Packers, they played so well. They had one, two, three, four, five. They had all five starters above 10 points. And they had four of the five over 15 points. So, I mean, they played very well. They just weren't able to hang with um, the Heat. So I'm sticking with the Heat. For the Packers, I like Malcolm Brogdon. He's 7,500. Pops called it this last game. He went off 43 minutes, 34 points. I'm pretty sure 11 assists too. So he played a very great game. Um, my sleeper for the Packers is Aaron Holiday. Keep in mind, not Justin Holiday, Aaron Holiday. He's twenty. He played twenty-two minutes. Scored ten points, couple boards, couple rebounds. He's four thousand one hundred today. I've already been over that salary standpoint, so you don't need to hear it again. But he's my sleeper for the Packers. For the Heat, I haven't mentioned his name. I don't think whatsoever as a sleeper yet. But I like Gordon Dragic. He's six thousand five hundred. Had thirty-six minutes. Scored twenty-four points. He's been very consistent. I haven't mentioned his name whatsoever because I've never really been a fan of his on the DraftKings side, but I like him today. I think he's, I think he's been playing very well. I also like Tyler Hero. Five thousand five hundred is just too little for that. He should definitely be in the six thousands. He got twenty nine minutes and twenty points in this last game. He has been playing very well as well. I actually don't understand. He came off of the bench this last game. And honestly, he's going to be a star player someday. He's going to be an all-star. So I like Tyler Hero. You heard it from me first. He's going to be an all-star someday. That wraps up my Packers Heat game. 
going on to the Lakers Blazers game, which I know is what all of you guys are listening in for. <laughs> so the Lakers are leading the series two to one. They won their last game by eight against the Blazers. So I'm expecting this to be a good game. When it comes to the DraftKings side for the Lakers, I don't know what it is, but I can never find somebody to take. Um, and that includes LeBron and Anthony Davis. Both of them are over 10,000. Anthony Davis, 10-5. LeBron, 10-8. You know, that's just way too high. And going from 10-5 to a 5,600 from Anthony Davis to Kyle Kuzma, I can't... I. I don't have anybody from the Lakers in DraftKings. I just can't take anybody. From the Blazers' side, I like Carmelo Anthony at 5,800. In this last game, he got 42 minutes and 20 points. Couple boards, couple assists. He's been a pretty consistent player as well. So, I like Carmelo Anthony. Hassan Whiteside, I'm going to speak on him a little bit. It's been an interesting series from him, for him with the Lakers. Going up against Anthony Davis, that's a tough matchup. And I didn't expect him to do much going into this series. He's actually been playing pretty well, considering he's going against one of the best power forward centers in the game. So that's very impressive from him. Another one that I like today is Gary Trent Jr., the rookie, he plays amazing defense, which, you know, in my opinion, defense should count in the DraftKings side. Not just steals and blocks, but, like, hustle points. <laughs> um, so, 4500 a day. I like him. Joseph Nurkic, last game, 35 minutes, 10 points. He struggled. He's 8600 today. Yesterday was his birthday. And usually when players are coming off of a birthday or one of their relatives passing away, they usually play pretty well. And I know that with Nurkic, when his, um, I think it was his grandma passed away from COVID, which that was very sad, he went off. And I think that since it's his, it's his somewhat belated birthday, he could go off as well for a birthday present. You never know. So... A couple of great games today. The Heat could possibly sweep the Packers. So that'll be very interesting. And in my opinion, like I said, I already said my sleepers. I like Tyler Hero, Aaron Holiday from the Packers Heat game. For the Blazers, I like Carmelo and Gary Trent. You like Carmelo? Yeah. And Pops just joined me if you didn't hear that. Are you feeling okay? <laughs> Carmelo. Well, yeah, from the DraftKings side. No, I understand that. What, what's his salary? He is, hang on, I just looked like the page. 2000 5800 Okay. <laughs> and I also, you're going to be surprised by this, Pops, but remember Wesley Matthews from the Bucks? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, he's getting this, he's gotten the start. So, he's only 3600 so I liked him. And from the Magic, I like DJ Augustin because of how consistent he's been at 4,600. And, yeah, Shy Gilgis, he played a great game, didn't he? Yeah, yep, he did. Did you talk about Dort? I did. He was my other sleeper. He was. He's 4,000 today. What are your words on Dort, Pops? Um, well, he's clearly a plus athlete. 
he can play really, really good defense. And I think in today's NBA, as soon as he starts knocking down that three just a little bit more consistently, I see no reason why he's not a top eight, three and D wing player. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mentioned him because I thought he played a really good game this last game, especially towards the end. Also, he's one of only eight players in the entire NBA that plays defense. (laughs) Eight players. (laughs) That's about right. Because everybody was talking about um, how well Kawhi and Paul George play defense, yet both Devin Booker and Luka and Damian Lillard hit game winners on them. That is true. I know Kawhi's getting a lot of flack right now for switching off on him. That's right, because Reggie Jackson? Yeah, Reggie Jackson was on Luka in that last possession. First it was Shaq, then it was Stephen A. Smith, and on and on and on. And that's (laughs) why it's just a different world out there now. Every game is criticized to the umpteenth degree. There's a bunch of talking heads. Some are better than others. But... It's just different right now in the bubble. Definitely. Well, I already went over the power rankings. Would you like to hear them? Um, and if they've already gone over, we've already gone yeah, over. We've already gone more good. Okay. Well, I already went over the NBA and WNBA. Um, I talked about yesterday how Boston and the Raptors sweep swept them, which nobody expected Boston to sweep Philly. Did you, pops? I did. I thought I said it. Oh yeah. Pops is like the only one in the whole world that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's some out there. I mean, what do you think happens with Philly now? I don't know. I saw that. I don't know. I think it's gonna be interesting for the coach. What's his name again? Oh, he's not gonna be the coach for more than a couple more days. <laughs> a couple days, yeah. Brett, Brett Brown. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Speaking of coaches, I saw that the Nets are interested in Greg Popovich. Did you see that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's I thought that was quite interesting because Greg Popovich, he's been with the Spurs forever. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see a path where Popovich leaves only because, I mean, obviously he's a, a, a loyal coach, but there's at least two coaches on that bench currently for the Spurs that are future head coaches. And they're part of the Greg Popovich tree. And I could actually see Popovich leaving just to give one of those two assistants um, an opportunity. Right, just Tim like Duncan? Uh, not even Tim Duncan. Emeke Udoda and then oh, yeah. Becky Hammond, the female. I'd love to see her as the head coach. That'd be awesome. And just like Greg Popovich is fiercely loyal to the Spurs, he's also fiercely loyal to his coaching tree. And he's going to get, at some point, he's going to step aside. And I guarantee you that one of those two will become the next Spurs coach. So okay. it could end up being a win-win in reality. Now, That's true. do I think he goes to the Nets? Honestly, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't want to, I mean, does Popovich at this stage in his career, does he want to deal with Kyrie Irving? And Kevin Durant on the same team. Does he really want to deal with, Dur- I mean, Durant's and I mean, they're both amazing talents. Yes, they are. But both? Together. have not necessarily been great when it comes to handling the pressure, the media spotlight. And now they're both going to be on the same team. And then you still have Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, DeAndre Jordan, Jared Allen, Joe Baby Harris. 
Yeah. <clears throat> I mean. It's going to be um, tough for the Nets to manage all that playing time next year. At least they have a lot of time to figure it out. Well, not really, actually. A decent amount of time. How about that? Yep. And before we wrap up our podcast, I have to speak about the golf, what was it, the golf playoffs this these last couple days. Okay. Um, I know that Dustin Johnson was 30 under, which is unbelievable, which is 11-shot lead. Have you ever seen anything like that, Fops? Tiger Woods. You're saying he's the next Tiger Woods. No, no, I'm not saying he's the next. What I'm saying is I've seen total domination from one player, and it was Tiger Woods, where he's beaten someone by, he's beaten everyone else in the tournament by 10 strokes or more. Which is pretty unbelievable. It's amazing. And I was asking Pops because I was looking at the scores and uh, Shoffler or Shoffley? Shoffley. Shoffley shot a 59 the first day. Oh, and no, Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler. Okay, yeah. so it was Scheffler. And the second day he shot a 59 and everybody was talking about it until Dustin Johnson shot a 60 and was like, what, seven under through seven holes? Seven under through five and 11 under through 11 holes. And had like two yeah. eagles in, through three holes. And I was asking Pops, are you sure this course isn't an easy course because the scores show it? And he said, no, it's a, it's a hard course. Right, Pops? Yeah. I mean, first <laughs> round of the playoffs. Uh, when you get perfect weather conditions and you get perfectly smooth putting surfaces, low scores are going to happen. Um, but 11 under through 11, 7 under through 5, and it's crazy because like you're saying, Tati, we're not even talking about Shuffler's 59. Yeah, I don't want to say I feel bad for him because nobody was talking about it, but that was that was pretty unbelievable from the two of them. Okay. Do you have anything else to say before I wrap it up? Because yeah, I, I don't. I got a few things. One, we've got, and this is going to surprise a lot of people, but you know this is definitely primarily a, a WNBA and partial NBA podcast, but we take pride in our sports knowledge, and Tati as she uh, furthers her development in uh, sports broadcasting and speaking. Uh, she she even likes a little bit of tennis, which a lot of you don't know. I know you guys have oh, seen yeah. on social media their, their, her and her sister's love of, of golf, but tennis, uh, there's a big event going on right now that's a, essentially a preview to the U.S. Open, which is in Flushing Meadows, an amazing tournament. And so they're in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, and they're doing their thing. And so it's fun to watch any sport right now uh, come back and start playing uh, with everything during this pandemic. So give them a look, and um, they're they're a lot of fun to watch, both the males and the females. And then on another note, going back to golf, uh, Phil Mickelson this afternoon makes his debut on the Champions Circuit, which is 50 years and older and Mickelson, because he he's that. 50 years old, you know, a short few weeks ago, he was saying he wasn't going to be playing anytime soon on the Champions Tour, but he did not qualify for the next event in the playoffs on the PGA Tour. So he's making his debut on the Champions Tour. And what's also interesting about that is that it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday tournament. So that starts 
today. So I'm not surprised that Mickelson's going big in this type <laughs> of environment. And that then never la- really happens. Monday, Tuesday, <clears throat> Wednesday events. Yeah, no. It, it, but it's kind of cool because then it gives them an opportunity to have a little bit more of the spotlight. Coverage. Yeah. So, And then lastly, I want to shout out Sophia Popoff. I went Pop-off. in on her. Popoff. I went in on her the other day. And I didn't necessarily feel bad about it because it is my feelings um, where she was just overly emotional. And it, it gave some opportunity for some for some kids that were in the crowd to not be able to speak with her, which is different than every other player at, in the Symmetra Tour event. I'm talking about at Longbow in Mesa, Arizona. Now, fast forward one week, and Popoff goes out and wins the Women's British Open. That is John Daly-esque to come out of nowhere, and I mean literally nowhere. She has one top 10 ever on the LPGA Tour, and then she goes out in brutal conditions. And for I, th- she was in contention all f- the first two days, but she slept on the Saturday lead and comes out and darn near extends that lead. All credit to her for what she was able to do. I don't know how she was able to do it mentally. I do not know how she's able to go from one type of course to the extreme other type of golf course. That's what course. I was going to say. Like, one of them. <sighs> Being with trees, which is the one, like, one of them being filled with trees, which is the course they were at at the Symmetra Tour, and going to a whole nother, what was, it's like a whole nother country. It is. And going from a whole nother country, from, like, 110 degree heat to, like, 50 degrees, the wind blowing a bunch, and uh, there being no trees on the course all the way across the country, and the course being totally different with a bunch of, like, hills and everything. And the bunkers being, like, looked hor- horrifying if you even got in one. <laughs> right. So, these young ladies, and again, we have some friends on the Symmetra Tour, which is the development tour directly below the LPGA Tour. These girl, these ladies are really great. And they're the stars of tomorrow. Yeah, and so, if, if the Symmetra Tour happens to be in your area... Go watch them. You know, they're, they're great people, they're great ambassadors friendly. for sports awesome. in general. Great for kids to go because these young ladies take the time. And like Tati's just saying, this is how friendly they are. Uh, just amazing. Um, and, and you can learn so much. Right? Even if you're like 50 years old, you can learn like so much from them. Always be learning. But now, because of, I, I, I got to say something. Oh, no. Um, and I, <laughs> hey. I am a proud girl dad. Girl dad. I, I am a diehard Kobe when it Ryan. comes to that. I don't just wear the shirt. I live it every single day with pride. So with that being said, today I'm going in on NBC. <laughs> All right. Oh, goodness. So I recognize that the Golf Channel is owned by NBC. So, or they're partners at least. And I get that. But <laughs> I looked, because we were so excited to watch Popov in the final round. Obviously, in the British Open, they're playing overseas, so it starts early in the morning. But I saw, with my daughters, this is a major for the LPGA Tour. So this is not just a regular event. This is a major for a year. Well, I guess for the LPGA, it's five. But NBC had one hour of coverage. Like of the Women's British Open. Holes. So essentially the Golf Channel does all the work. 
And then during the critical time period in the when the players are coming down the stretch on the back nine on the final day, NBC decides to jump in for one freaking block hour. That's terrible, number one. That said, we had to watch it. We had no other choice. So at 9 a.m. Pacific time, it goes from the Golf Channel to NBC. From 9 to 9.05. Yeah, keep in mind, Pops like writes all this stuff down because of how frustrated he was of this. <laughs> well, that's just how I am. I'm, I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to... If- I'm going to have the the proper You're information. You're probably going to send out an email, honestly. From 9 to 9.05, NBC did a, a preview of, of the playoff hockey. Which, by the way, I don't really know too many people that care about hockey. And when you're on a golf channel, what like why would you be speaking about hockey on a golf channel? Well, we love all sports, right? There's a lot of people that love hockey. but I don't know too many people. I know you don't. Hockey. But at the same time... If if everyone's <clears throat> tuning in to watch women's golf, they probably aren't interested in hearing about hockey previews. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. So from 9 to 9.05, hockey and intro. From <laughs> 9.06 to 9.11, they actually showed golf. That's right. For five minutes. Then they go to a commercial from 9.12 to 9.14. <laughs> okay. From 9.15 to 9.18, they showed, guess what? Golf. From 9.19 to 9.21, they showed a commercial. (laughs) From 9.22 to 9.23 and a half, they showed golf. From 9.24 to 9.26, they showed a commercial. And from 9.27 to 9.36, bless their hearts, they showed 10 minutes of uninterrupted golf coverage until it was over. So it took them 37 minutes to show the conclusion of the golf, but yet far more than half of that time was either commercials or something other than golf. The lady that was in the final group with Popoff, they didn't even show her on the 17th hole at the time she was tied for second place. They didn't show her on the second to last hole, which also happens to be the most popular hole on the course and an iconic hole in all of golf called the postage stamp. Wasn't that Minji Lee? Minji Lee. They gave no preview of the postage stamp. There was no preview of hole 18 to show what Popoff Popoff was going to be facing. Other than that, NBC hit a home run on their cover. (laughs) I already know, Pops. You pro- you're probably going to send them a letter or already did. <laughs> um, I'm going to send them a letter, but I've already sent them an email. <laughs> so, NBC, that's terrible. But I'm sure you're going to go off talking about how you're an advocate for women's sports and look at all the different events you covered. But I want you to know something. You didn't cover the Women's British Open in 2020. Shame on you. That's all I got. Okay, then. Well, obviously, obviously you can see Pops's, um frustrations with NBC. Um, I know that when we were part of it, Pops was very confused. And I didn't really understand either at the very beginning. So that was very interesting. Um, wasn't super excited to see that. Uh, I know that we loved when the golf was on. We definitely loved watching it, though. So 
I have nothing else to say. Pops, anything to say before I wrap this up? Let's have a great day. Thank you, as always, for your continued support of Tatiana. I love her dedication and commitment and her work ethic. That's only going to serve her well moving forward. And we can all work together uh, in this process and especially through this pandemic. We're all in this together. Yes, we are. Well, I want to thank everybody that joined us today, and I hope everybody has motivation for Motivational Monday. Um, I know everybody will be supporting Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant today, so I know our family will. And so I know today it's going to be a great day. Everybody stay motivated. Thank you all for listening in, and that wraps up Episode 26 of the Daughter and Pops Podcast.